2: Health concerns, Ohio State Buckeyes, and the quest to go three and two. What do all these things have in common? Find out on this crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Saints and Locked On Washington. Football. Team.
1: You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, and that means it is time for another Crossover Thursday edition. This week, we've got... David Harrison, at D. Harrison, 82, one of the co-hosts over at Locked on Washington Football Team, along with the fantastic Chris Russell, myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA, host of Locked on Saints. Here to preview everything that you Houdats and Washington football team fans, I guess, need to know before this matchup on Sunday. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Part of what everything that we're doing here, your team every day, David. I'm very excited about this matchup, and it's interesting finally getting to talk to you when you're not talking about the Bucks. You're here to talk about the Washington football team, and I love it. I love all the work that you're doing, man.
0: No, I appreciate. I, you know, I appreciate the opportunity first and foremost to to do that work, and it's it's been a blast covering two teams. Is definitely. Uh, it's a workload, you know, it's a lot to balance, but I mean, it gives me, I think a more spread out view of the NFL. Cause I got to cover every team that Washington is playing as well as uh, Tampa Bay. And I mean, I get three crossovers with you this season. I get three crossovers with Aaron Freeman and Julian council. So, I mean, how can I complain when I get to do that? It's just a matter of, you know, remembering that this, this crossover is Washington. So I gotta, I gotta keep my stories, <laughs> my story straight. I don't want to talk about Tom Brady trying to beat Marshawn Lattimore uh, in week five, right. cause that's not going to be a thing. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. But hey, look, we'll get to that week eight. But now here going into week five, we've got the uh, Saints traveling to Landover, Maryland to take on the Washington football team. We always start with biggest stories for the teams going into this matchup. Then we'll get the keys to victory as well as our uh, key matchups to watch predictions, all of that. But let's go ahead and jump into biggest stories for each of these teams going into the matchup. What's the biggest story going on right now for Washington football team ahead of this one?
0: I mean, there there is like a three way tie, in it's it's defensive struggles, sure. Taylor Heineke, and injuries. And I mean, I think when it comes to this game, the biggest impact on there is going to be the injuries. I mean, you have 12 players on this on on Wednesday's injury report to start the week, and every single one of them was either limited or a non participant. There are no full participants, you know, just listed with an injury for for legal your you know liability issues with the NFL and NFLPA. Every single guy on that list for the Washington Football Team missed at least one snap right that's that's the criteria for limited practice and I mean you're talking serious names out there I mean Antonio Gibson is on that list John Bostic is out for the season so he's not on the list but he's he's already gone Curtis Samuel who's just starting to get back is still on there I mean there's just a litany of of players on this list and it's, it's really hard for a coaching staff who is you know still dealing with players who are kind of getting used to their roles how they fit the scheme what their responsibilities and assignments are and then oh by the way 12 of them are missing in in practice so good luck with you know, good luck with that. So it's, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, nobody feels bad for you. Like Sean Payton's not going to go out and say, oh, God, we'll only use 20% of our playbook because you're so beat up. Like he's going to go out there right. uh, and, and throw everything at him that he can. Uh, but, you know, just just a little bit more added to the uphill climb for the Washington football team this weekend.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I, I got to tell you, you have about as many folks on the Washington football team injury report as the Giants had last week on theirs, including number two and number three wide receivers out. And it worked out for New York. So hopefully we don't see a repeat of that for my sake when it comes to this matchup. I think for the New Orleans Saints, health is very much a big question mark for them as well. Uh, you know, Teron Armstead, as well as Eric McCoy, they're going to be out moving forward here for at least a little while. The original sort of expectation for Eric McCoy is that he would be out for five to six weeks, but the Saints didn't move him to injured reserve after the first week of the season, so there was maybe a glimmer of hope for them leaving the door open for him to maybe return sooner, but so far that has not been the case. Teron Armstead was injured last week. The expectation for him is to miss three to six weeks, so he hasn't been moved to injured reserve either. So with that being the case, uh, both of them listed out uh, on the Wednesday injury report. So, uh, you know, even though they haven't moved to injured reserve, still not great news there at the moment, but Uh, Marshawn Lattimore still showing up on the injury report. He will until the cast is off of his hand, basically, but he was a full participant, so nothing of concern there. The Saints have several players that could return from injured reserve, or at least are eligible to return from injured reserve, including kicker Will Lutz, wide receiver uh, Trey Quan Smith, uh, defensive end Marcus Davenport, linebacker Quan Alexander, but doesn't seem that their actual recovery time matches up with the three-week window minimum of injured reserve logistics side of it all. So I don't think think any of those players will be coming back for this week but we'll see we'll see as things roll along but the injury report was nice and and short for the New Orleans Saints but that does not reflect the amount of talent that's not going to be on the field for them so health absolutely continues to be a big-time storyline for I guess the Washington football team as well as the New Orleans Saints
0: yeah absolutely and I mean when you you look at two teams who you know the the New Orleans Saints Call it barely lose. I mean, I know it's a touchdown margin, you know, without the extra point there in overtime. But, I, I mean, you we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording that, you know, the the lead they had, there were less than eight minutes uh, left in the game, really a game mm-hmm. that you would assume that, especially a franchise like the New Orleans Saints. I mean, it's very rare, you know, that, that a guy like Sean Payton is called into question by, the Saints side of things like it's it's, it's very normal for right. the opposing side to call Sean Payton into question especially when he's trying to run up the score <laughs> against you know certain teams <clears throat> but um mm-hmm. you know so it, it was kind of a little bit of a different dynamic and I mean listening to him talk and, and the way that he's kind to talk about everything and and then like the lack of confidence in a kicker it's it's just it's it's a it's an entirely different world I mean not just Drew Brees like Drew Brees is gone so it's an entirely different world for the Saints but it's it's also an entirely different world for a lot of other things and uh, talking about the quarterbacks, I mean Jameis Winston. We were talking about him, and again, a guy that I'm very familiar with. And and you asked me, I mean, mm-hmm. it, the quarterback, the, the touchdown interception ratio uh, that he's at right now, ten to two, is is that what I would have expected? And even though I did be, believe that moving to New Orleans was going to be an improvement for Jameis, there's no way I would have predicted that type of type of an improvement from him. But then on the other side of the ball, watch the football team. You got Taylor Heineke who comes in for Ryan Fitzpatrick when he gets injured, and. You know a lot of hype around him a lot of support from the team and from the fan base after uh his wildcard performance against the Buccaneers in the playoffs this last season which is great but then Washington goes out they try to trade for Matt Stafford and then they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick so it just kind of shows you from an organizational standpoint at least at the coaching staff level nobody really felt like he was ready to take the reins as a starter but there he is mm-hmm. two drives into the season and poof you're the starter and that is what it is and he's you know it's been up and down like you would pretty much expect some of uh Washington's fans have been very intelligent smart in pointing out he's basically a rookie as far as playing time is concerned he's he's getting his third regular season start uh, of the year just last weekend so i mean given all of that all that context and then the fact that Curtis Samuel his number 2 receiving weapon out there was missing for most that right. time i mean he's done a fairly good job so really just an entire You know base of of both these teams has been rocked from two teams that were playoff teams last year now it's like it's almost like they're on loose gravel and trying to see if either one of them are gonna get stable in time to make a playoff push for the end of the season
2: yeah and and the loose gravel is that sometimes in, in in many cases the most important position on the field right i mean the the change from ryan fitzpatrick to taylor heineke as you described the quarterback competition for the new orleans saints that you know, took up until the final preseason game that they ended up playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars to make a decision there with the the third preseason game against the Cardinals being canceled due to Hurricane Ida, this team going on the road for 28 days after that. But this quarterback situation for the New Orleans, I think, has worked out better than maybe people anticipated after Jameis Winston was named the starter. Now, I have been from the very beginning an advocate for James Winston being the starting quarterback in New Orleans over Taysom Hill simply based on experience and, and ability and, uh, you know, the ability to be able to inject a little something different into this offense in terms of pushing the ball down the field, all of that. But we haven't really seen too much of it just yet. We got glimpses of it, though, with the New York Giants games where we saw the deep shots to Marquess Calloway, the deep shot to Kenny Stills that got called back, creating a bit in terms of playmaking for Jameis Winston, hitting Ty Montgomery, throwing him open into the middle of the field for some yards after catch opportunity. So we're seeing the maturity there in terms of him getting settled in the New Orleans Saints offense, but it's still a story to watch because you don't ever really know when you have a first year quarterback in a system regardless of how many years experience they had before and first year in a system much like much like the situation that Taylor Heineke is in there are going to be question marks there are going to be curiosities and there's going to be trust that needs to be built between organization and player and player to player as well which I assume Taylor Heineke is also trying to figure out exactly who are the the weapons to trust in what situations
0: yeah absolutely and then rounding it all right back to the original topic here the injuries I mean he was leaning pretty heavily there on Logan Thomas before uh, Curtis Samuel got back and then Curtis Samuel comes back and in the exact same game Curtis gets back on the field Logan Thomas is lost in the first quarter and and he's gonna be out for a little while so now they've got to turn uh, and look to two other options they brought in Jay Stoneberger uh, former Green Bay Packers tight end Mm -hmm. who knows how fast he's gonna get spun up or what role they really want him in because the guy that they drafted this year to really add uh, tight end depth John Bates out of Boise State it's more of a blocker than he is a receiver and, and don't get me wrong he's good sure. at what he does and then you have Samus Reyes who is the more uh, athletic probably offensive type of you know production uh, type of tight end but it's it's his, it's his first full year playing football I mean he's, he's I don't think he's ready to go out there and, and, and handle right. a, a real workload so then you got Ricky Seals Jones uh, that they're also going to lean on the veteran and, and try to see but I mean None of those guys are Logan Thomas, and that's okay to a certain extent. But when you just – you 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 expand that by the inexperienced quarterback, the new schemes like you said, and then, again, this litany of injuries uh, that you have here sitting in front of me. I mean, it's it's crazy. And, I mean, this is why coaches get paid the big bucks. This is why they have uh, pull-out sofas sometimes in their offices or cots so they can <laughs> spend the night there. And this is why Ron Rivera is one of the best in the business, and so is Sean Payton. So, I mean, it should be a very well-coached and planned out – uh, competition is just going to be a matter of the players who are healthy enough to go out there on the field executing and, and trying to get a win for one of these teams and their quest for three and two. Three and
2: two. Would love to get to it. I know that. Hey, look, uh, we're going to talk about these uh, coaches, which are going to be a fantastic matchup to watch. But next, we're going to get two key matchups to watch in this game. A couple of Buckeyes going head-to-head here. They're going to be a ton of fun to watch for the Washington football team and the New Orleans Saints. David Harrison of Locked On Washington football team, myself, Ross Jackson. We're going to have that coming up for you here in just a moment. But I want to tell you about our good friends for a moment over at rockauto.com. David, I don't know about you, man, but I am not the greatest when it comes to vehicles. I am a thousand percent that guy that will bring a vehicle to uh you know a shop and then describe it by making a noise you know it's making kind of that like sound whenever I turn it on I'm a thousand percent that person so it makes a little bit tough sometimes when I have to bring a car in because I don't want to make a complete fool of myself right in front of somebody so I'm always grateful for our friends over at rockauto.com because I ain't got to talk to nobody I can do it at home from my pajamas sitting on the couch watching the office it's fantastic and whatever it is that I need uh it, it doesn't matter what kind of car I have what make model year They've got everything covered in a super easy to navigate catalog and all those part pieces and, and accessories that you can get over at those chain stores. You can get at a fraction of the price over in Rock Auto because it doesn't matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional, you're paying the same price. So go and show them some love. They're a family business. They've been helping auto parts customers online for over two decades, y'all. They know what they're doing. So go and show them some love and show us some love in the process. But right in Locked On to the How'd You Hear About Us section at checkout to let them know that Locked On sent you. It's Rock Auto. Your amazing selections. reliably low price all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.
2: All right, everybody, continuing on with this crossover Thursday episode, Locked on Saints, Locked on Washington football team, getting ready for this big matchup in Landover, Maryland, both of these teams, two and two coming in. So uh, look, it's going to come down to individuals winning matchups, units winning matchups. That's the way that game of football is played. What are some key matchups that you're going to be watching in this matchup, David?
0: I'm gonna kind of cheat here, and hopefully, hopefully, I don't uh, I love ruin it. it too much. But I'm gonna go the Washington defensive line against the the New Orleans offensive line, and, and oh, sure. And I get it. it; the games are won and lost in the trenches. It's cliche; everybody knows that. But this matchup specifically, because this Washington football team defensive front uh, has, has been one of the more disappointing parts of the of the unit, and. Honestly, they haven't been one of the least performing parts of the unit. It's just everybody expected so much from them that the fact that they're still struggling along with the rest of the defense is even more disappointing for people, and, and especially Chase Young, uh, who's a great young leader, great young talent, certainly has all the potential in the world. But you know, following that 2020 Defensive Player or Defensive Rookie of the Year uh, campaign, seven and a half sacks for, for the total season, he doesn't have any sacks yet this year, and he had his opportunity to get one. And threw it away on a on a high hit on Matt Ryan, flagged for uh, for rough in the quarterback there. So, you know, his, his one opportunity to really get a sack this this season so far uh, turned into a 15 yard penalty and advantage for the Atlanta Falcons, and a touchdown not too far after that. So. It's it's really imperative that Chase Young kind of gets going, and I think week after week I start making predictions that this is going to be the week Chase Young is going to get three sacks, two sacks, one sack. I mean, he just needs to get to the quarterback. Sure. He's getting some hits, but even even the hits aren't there. Montez Sweat has really been kind of carrying the weight there from the edge uh, rusher perspective for the defensive line, and then you have Jonathan Allen there in the middle who had two sacks against New York Giants, and it's really kind of anchored things. But outside of that, it just has not been that dynamic. And when you look at this New Orleans Saints offensive line, they can get some penetration early, they get some pressure on Jameis Winston. Look, I love what Jameis Winston is doing. I love the the touchdown interception ratio. But I haven't missed, I haven't turned a blind eye to some of the classic Jameis throws that he's just, for some reason, getting away with a little bit uh, with the New Orleans Saints. And I mean, there was the one in week one against the Green Bay Packers that everybody remembers quite vividly because it's week one, and everybody says, oh, there's Jameis for you, and he gets away with it because there's a penalty. And I don't think that would have necessarily changed the trajectory of the game, especially in that week, but it just kind of shows that there is that Jameis that everybody uh, knows and loves that's that's such so entertaining to watch who's in there. So if Washington can get pressure on him, then perhaps you can get that Jameis, you know, the, the bad James, to come out a little bit. Maybe the reason Sean Payton is a little bit hesitant to put the game in his hands in crunch time. Get that guy to come out and maybe your defense can capitalize on some plays because if you don't, then the Jameis that New Orleans has seen a lot of so far and the Jameis that we knew was kind of always there during his first five years in the NFL can also come out, and that's the guy that can torch you for 400 yards and four touchdowns very easily, and this secondary has not been playing together. They haven't been playing intelligently. They've been biting on a lot of double moves, and they're very susceptible to the deep ball. I already warned Washington fans, the New Orleans Saints, I mean, Michael Thomas ain't there, but they got some weapons, and they can definitely challenge a team deep. So if this defensive front can't impact Jameis Winston, it could be a very long night for that secondary.
2: Yeah, that's that. It, look, I, I think anytime you talk about the trenches, you you might feel like you're. It, it's it's, you know, Obvious or cliche or whatever, but I mean it's it's real, right? Like that's where these games are won and lost, and you want to see the New Orleans Saints on the opposite side be able to do that too. I mean they need to be able to get pressure on Taylor Heineke. They had no sacks last week against Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones went off for 402 passing yards in that game, 487 total yards for that Giants offense. So I, I think you, you flip it right around, and it's a key matchup for the New Orleans Saints as well. Uh, but one that I'm really going to be watching a little bit more individual, Uh, Terry McLaurin, the incredibly talented wide receiver over with the Washington football team up against uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Now, Marshawn Lattimore doesn't always travel with the number one receiver. We saw that last week. There were some snaps where Kenny Galladay was matched up with Paulson Adebo. So there's just as much to watch when Terry McLaurin gets matched up with Paulson Adebo if those snaps become available and that matchup is there. But the matchup between Marshawn Lattimore, who up until this past week was PFF's highest graded cornerback with an 88.2 grade he ended up allowing over 110 yards in this game against the uh up against the New York Giants but still isn't allowing a passer rating above 100 at this point so he has still been a very reliable player and set himself set himself up with some fantastic performances to open up the season now he's going to be going up against Terry McLaurin who you know had two touchdowns last week up against the Atlanta Falcons thanks for knocking them off by the way that was fantastic uh (laughs) and has already made you know some big time highlight reel catches and everything. And I think he's an incredibly talented player. Everybody that has been hanging around locked on saints the past few years knows how much I like Terry McLaurin. I was all about him in the draft as he was coming in. So now to see the two Buckeyes match up this week, and especially if Curtis Samuel ends up being out, Diami Brown ends up being out and then they're dealing with the injuries to Antonio Gibson. I mean, Taylor Heineke's best weapon an only weapon to a certain extent, proven weapon, let me say it that way, becomes Terry McLaurin. And so you have to be able to shut him down and not allow the repeat of what happened last week to happen again to where these other playmakers or these other role players, excuse me, end up stepping up there. You have to shut down that number one receiver. That way the defense can adequately focus on the other pieces around. We'll see if Marshall Latimer will be able to do that this weekend in a tough matchup.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's something that I wrote up actually for SI.com in my Washington football team coverage. Uh, Sean Payton's post—not post game, but Monday press conference—after getting to watch the film a little bit, it was kind of asked about what the New York Giants did to really uh, be effective against him, and especially a guy like Daniel Jones, who isn't—he's, you know, he's known as an effective, mobile quarterback and all that stuff. But to throw for as many yards, as he did uh, is a little bit of an anomaly. And Coach Payton, you know, was very honest. He said, "Look, they spread us out, and they and they and they worked against us like that. They pushed us. They they came in uh, tight formations, and then they they pushed us deep, and really kind of stressed out that defense. And it just so happens that a lot of the things that you saw with the New York Giants, and a lot of the things that Sean Payton was talking about." Uh, that were effective against that New Orleans Saints defense are things that the Washington football team offense uh, wants to do. Uh, they're, they're parts mm-hmm. of their offense as well, and Taylor Heineke is mobile. Uh, against the Buffalo Bills, we saw Taylor kind of stand in the pocket a lot more, uh, not as much running, not as much willingness to scramble as, as we really wanted. Not sure if that was a Scott Turner coordinator thing or if that was a quarterback coach or if that was the Taylor Heineke decision that he wanted to maybe prove that he could just do it from the pocket or something like that, but then against Atlanta, we saw Taylor willing to use his legs uh, whenever the, the situation called for it, and it was great. And that's exactly – there was a great balance. You know, he got down. There was a couple times he slid right before the first down marker, and <laughs> instead of going for the first down, you end up with second and two. But you know something? If you got a healthy mobile quarterback in a second and two, I think you'll take that over a guy that's on the sideline needing, you know, medical attention and a first down. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing if, if Taylor continues that intelligent quarterback play. And then, I mean, this this offense wants to they want to push the ball, and Daniel Jones uh, pushed the ball downfield against the New Orleans Saints defense last week more than he had in all, all of his other games this year combined. So I think that kind of shows you that the Giants felt like that was something they could they could do well. And if Washington was paying attention, they're going to see it too. And Taylor Heineke already, even though you know he's he's the backup quarterback on an NFL team that's been missing their number two wide receiver and a deep threat, he's already kind of in the middle of the pack there, tied for 17th in the NFL and uh, shots of 20 yards or more. So if they're already doing it in all those circumstances, you just saw a division rival do against New Orleans Saints. I don't see why they're not going to try to take those chances. It's just a matter of are they smart chances and is Terry going to beat his uh,
2: his former uh, college teammate there? Right, absolutely. Yeah, the Saints went from allowing only six 20-plus-yard plays over the first three games to allowing seven or eight uh, up against the New York Giants. No 40-plus-yard plays allowed in those three games, two alone against the Giants. So something to keep an eye out on as they go up against those division rivals over there in the NFC East with the Washington football team. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, keys to victory, but we're also going to get into the betting lines here in just a moment as we continue on with this crossover episode. Locked on Washington football team. Locked. On Saints, how are we looking? Where am I going to find that uh, that line over there, David? I got. I know I got to be able to find it somewhere.
0: Yeah, those betting lines are going to be provided by BetOnline.ag, and uh, it's a fun place to go. They've got uh, a whole new site, updated site interface, more odds, props, and contests. I participate in them, Ross, every week. Uh, the Tennessee Titans oh, did me dirty you. and definitely <laughs> did not help me last weekend, but you know what? It's fun and it's already money that I had invested. So it's not really like I lost anything. Of course, we want all of our people to bet and uh, gamble intelligently and smartly. Don't put your lives on the line, but the players are out there putting their health and their interest on the line to entertain you, so why not add a little bit more juice to the uh, to the competition there? Head over to betonline.ag, sign up today, and get a 50% initial deposit bonus when you sign up with a promo code locked on. Whether you're betting on football, basketball, boxing, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
2: Get it, everybody! It is Crossover Thursday, and we're wrapping this one up. David Harrison at D Harrison eighty two on Twitter. Co-host over on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. You can catch him over at Locked On Bucks as well. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day. And David, we talked about key matchups. Now let's get into keys to victory. What has to go right for the Washington Football Team in order to win this thing on Sunday?
0: Yeah, you you look back at uh, at, the, at what we talk about the key matchups and everything like that. I I think the pass rush has got to get home. This is this has got to be the week that mm-hmm. Washington defense has got to step up. Uh the secondary is is, you know, dealing with some some health concerns as well. And then the linebacking group just lost John Bostick, kind of their their veteran leader there. Uh Jamin Davis probably gonna get uh, some more snaps. Maybe Jalen Smith, I don't know, former Dallas Cowboy, maybe he comes in and joins, joins the crew as well. But whatever it is, that defense has got to step up, and I think it starts up front so uh, as far as not necessarily a prediction but i think that if the watch football team defense really wants to keep the saints from being able to put enough points on the board uh, to, to allow taylor heineke and that offense enough opportunities to work with their new weapons get used to the kind of adjustments they have to make with the injured players and also keep antonio gibson's workload a little bit light as he continues to deal with that lower leg injury i think they need to have at least three or four sacks against quarterback like james winston if you can do that that pressure accumulates it builds over the course of the game and it causes him to be a little bit inaccurate, a little bit rushed on some of those late-game critical throws, and I think that helps you kind of seal that game away if you're Washington. If they don't get to Jameis again, I feel like if they don't get to him, it's going to be a long day for that Washington football team secondary, uh, and they're not going to have a lot of success.
2: Yeah, I think I, I look over for the New Orleans Saints, and I, maybe I'm being a little bit nitpicky here, but I think it's about winning on the offensive side, winning in early downs, first and second downs. You described to me the idea of Taylor Heineke scrambling on a first down and sliding too early, but it's still being a second and two. I'll take a second and two, any and all days. New Orleans Saints right now up near the top of the league in first and 10 Rushes with 57. There's six in the NFL there, but in the passing game on first and 10, only 31, which makes them 31st in the NFL. And that extends over to second down as well, because on those rushes, they're only averaging on first and 10, 3.89 yards. So if you look at where they're sitting in terms of throws on second and eight plus, you're talking about 20th on, on throws of third, uh, excuse me, second and eight, uh, 31st on throws of second and nine, and then 32nd, very bottom of the league on throws on second second and 10 so they get behind when it comes to these situations sometimes early on on first down and they suffer for it on second down where they're averaging on second and 10 only 2.4 yards per carry so it is even though they're looking to run the ball in those situations they're not getting themselves the help that they need to get themselves to third down and manageable and because of that they are dealing with some uh, pretty uh, pretty big averages when it comes to yards to go over on third down so winning early on first and second and down is going to be big for this team in order to allow them to string together some of the drives that they want. You look back at the Green Bay Packers game, they had a drive, two drives of 15 plays, another drive of about 10 plays, several double-digit drives there. You saw the big drive up against the New England Patriots that ended up sealing that game. That was a 13-play 75-yard drive. The Saints want those long extended drives. They want to be able to do that in the run game in particular, but sometimes you're going to have to pass on those early downs to set yourself up for Success when you need to get another first to extend those drives. So that's going to be a big key for me that I'm going to be watching. Uh, and it's going to come down to having some balance over on the offensive side as well the run game and the passing game. The Saints found some really, really nice things against the New York Giants that I think will make them a little bit more comfortable in the passing game. However, they're going to be outdoors on the road, which tends to mean a defensive and run focused game for the Saints. We'll see if that is the route that they go or if they try to balance things out when it comes to the passing game.
0: Yeah. And I mean Jameis Winston is mobile too. I mean, he's not, he's no Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and it maybe he's not even a Taysom Hill necessarily, yeah. but he's got some underrated athleticism and speed himself. And and when he decides to get north and south, he can get north and south in a hurry. And if this a watch football team defense, again, if if the Saints offense is spreading them out and they're not getting early pressure on him and they're stretching the defense out, I mean they could find they could find themselves in 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 a world of hurt with Jameis Winston using his legs a little bit. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Washington fans are gonna hate to hear me say this. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching James play again. It's been a while, and and he was always an entertaining guy to watch play. So I'm looking forward to it. But I'm I'm hoping, right for the sake of my listeners, for the sake of, of my job, that uh, they do a good job and I can talk about good football and winning Washington football team football as well.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they look for for New Orleans Saints' uh, sake. I hope you're absolutely right that we get the good. Uh, you know, we get all of that uh, sort of. I, I don't want to say that you get the good Jameis, because to me, you've gotten the good Jameis. But I'm waiting for the Saints to open things up for the good Jameis to be able to be the great Jameis. So we'll see if they get to this place sooner rather than later, or if it takes until they get their full identity back with the players that are currently uh, injured. All right. You mentioned BetOnline.ag earlier on today. The New Orleans Saints right now favored in this matchup on the road. I hate it. I hate it when it comes to road favorites. It's my least favorite thing, David, but the Saints are favored minus one in this one uh, expected to be a, a relatively low scoring game. What are you thinking for this matchup? I
0: think I'm going to go. I'm going to go 24, 23, and and that's kind of the margin that I'm going to keep it at. Um, I'm going to lean Washington. It's a home game mm-hmm. uh, for one. And, and as much as as much as I'm concerned about that defensive front, uh, I'm more I'm more encouraged by what Taylor Heineke showed against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and, again, that was a game that kind of went back and forth, and there were a lot of uh, pressure-packed moments on the road uh, for him. I think that was a, a really big growing moment for him. So, you know, for Saints fans that, that maybe didn't watch the broadcast or know this, the story, uh, Heineke is from Georgia, you know, went to high school like an hour away from from where the Atlanta Falcons play currently, and and just the story, you know, of, of the XFL, backup NFL quarterback, you know, out of football last year, you know, was was taking math classes. That's you know, everybody loves to point mm-hmm. that out. Uh, when the Washington football team just kind of called him, he actually hit up Scott Turner, Washington's offensive coordinator, for a coaching opportunity. He said, "Hey, coach, you know, can you bring me onto your staff, mentor me, and develop me into a coach?" And he said, "You know what? Don't hang up your pads just yet. We might have an opportunity for you." And now here he is, you know, leading an NFL team. And you may not be a Washington fan. You may not even be a Taylor Heineke fan. Yeah, it's a little bit cheesy, but, I mean, you know, we're all human beings in this in this world, and and you only know for sure you get one chance at it. I mean, you know, maybe you get two. That'd be awesome. But uh, if you only get one, you want to make the best of it, and Taylor's the kind of guy that's just – he's just a good dude going out there, going from sleeping on his sister and brother-in-law's couch uh, walking the dog with a 60-pound weight vest on to stay in shape to, uh, to leading an NFL franchise. I mean, one of 32 guys in the world that can say he's leading an NFL franchise on the field uh, this weekend. So I just I think the story is just amazing. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, the play, and especially the intelligent decision-making he displayed in Atlanta compared to Buffalo showed a lot of growth. And if he can build on that, I think that uh, the, 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 the watch football team can take advantage of some of the things that the Giants showed um, I'd prefer they stay away from Marshawn Lattimore. So if you have both Buckeye receivers out there, whichever Buckeye he's not covering, like let's target that guy. Go let's that go. <laughs> let's go after the young guy. Let's go after Adiba, even though I like him a lot too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not Marshawn Lattimore yet. You know what I mean? So right. um, I kind of look for that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Uh, in today's NFL mid twenties is still kind of a defensive battle. So I've got twenty four twenty three Washington.
2: Great stuff. Actually, I'm glad that you picked the Washington football team because when folks, when I've done these crossovers and the teams and, and the opposing host picks the Saints, the Saints have lost. So I, I very much appreciate you doing that. I because that's my to No, no, no. Too late. Too late. Too late. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Saints similarly 24-21, but I'm going to take the Saints to win this one. I, I think this is just a, a must-have for them. They go into the bye. They get a bunch of pieces back after this bye week. A Very tough seven game stretch after that that begins with a trip to Seattle, which I imagine Sean Payton will try to take the team as early as possible for that to help them get acclimated to uh, the the weather, the, the, the time difference, all of those things, and not be affected by the travel or impacted by the travel as much as possible. So I think that this is going to be a very important game for New Orleans, and I think that this is an opportunity for them to bounce back. And honestly, over the past few years, they've been better on the road than they have been at home. They've just been a better road team. So we'll see if they're able to keep all of that going. Uh, going to be a ton of fun, though. I think this matchup is going to be close, and I think it's going to be a very, very fun one. I expect some fireworks from both of these teams, and uh, it's going to be a blast. And this was a blast here on another crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, thank you all very much for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, go and check out Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, scout Matt Williamson over at the Peacock and Williamson NFL show for all the NFL news that you need in under 30 minutes. David Harrison at Harrison 82 on Twitter. You can catch him and Chris every Monday through Friday over on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. You can catch me every single Monday through Friday over at Locked on Saints. And uh, a ton of fun for this matchup, David. It was an absolute blast breaking it down with you. I always love talking to you, Ross. Looking forward to doing it uh, two more times this season. That's right. we got a ton coming up for you here as we can take you on on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.